Morning Word podcast. This is your host, Brother David, and I hope you prepared your hearts to hear the Word of God from the man of God right now. Good afternoon and good evening to everybody in the podcast land. This is your host, Brother David, alongside our very own Pastor John Matthews in the house. And I want to say on this day, happy fourth, sir. Thank you, young man. And uh, it's a great day of independence for our country. Uh, And we pray that through this podcast, we can help some people become independent from the cares of this world and the bondage that Satan tries to bring upon us. Sin. Amen. Amen. And uh, so with that, uh, we're going to go ahead and open up in prayer. Father, we thank you again for this glorious day that you have made. Lord, we thank you for allowing us to see another uh, another day, another moment, allowing us to have breath in our life, allowing us to see, Lord, the, the thing, the glory that you have established on this earth, Lord. Sometimes we take a lot of things for granted, Father, but we want to just tell you thank you, Lord. We thank, thank you. you for the for the birds in the air and the flowers and and the wind and the rain and all these things lord this is all for your glory your majesty father we thank you for all these things lord and we we pray that those that are listening wherever they may be maybe don't have the appreciation and the level that we have here but lord we're asking you to to touch their eyes yes touch them lord touch them in a mighty way Help them to see, Lord, your glory and your majesty like they've never seen it before. And to show and prove that you are the only true wise God there is. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 And, and uh, today I want to say, Pastor, you know, I really appreciate the, both messages on uh, the parents of Samson. Mm-hmm. Dealing with that. A lot of people don't really discuss the importance of rearing up children. Um, a spiritual responsibility. Amen. Amen. And then today in our 1030. Uh, 11. Lesson, oh, 11 o'clock. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in our 11 o'clock service, uh, just how to present the gospel mm-hmm. in a very simple. Uh, steps four to step. peace with God. Amen. Four quick steps. Uh, if, if you haven't had a chance to check out the video, please do so uh, on youtube.com uh, slash new P ministry, youtube.com slash new P ministry. All right, sir. So where, where are we uh, coming from today? First Samuel 24. Okay. And if, if you need a title, uh, two words, hard decisions, hard decisions. And, and, and let's just start off with, uh, with looking at scripture and, then there's just too much to say, but you know we can't say it all, but we'll say a few things. Beginning at verse 1, it says, When Saul returned from following the Philistines, he was told, Behold, David is in the wilderness at Engida. Then Saul took 3,000 chosen men out of all Israel and went to seek David and his men in front of the wild goat's rocks. And he came to the sheepfolds by the way where there was a cave. And Saul went in to relieve himself. Now David and his men were sitting in the innermost parts of the cave. And the men of David said to him, Here is the day of which the Lord said to you, 
Behold, I will give your enemy into your hand, and you shall do to him as it shall seem good to you. Then David arose and stealthily cut off a corner of Saul's robe, and afterwards David's heart struck him because he had cut off a corner of Saul's robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing to my Lord, to Saul. The Lord's anointed to put my hand against him, seeing he is the Lord's anointed. So David persuaded his men with these words and did not permit them to attack Saul. And Saul rose up and left the cave and went on his way. Afterward, David also arose and went out of the cave and called after Saul, my lord the king. And when Saul looked behind him, David bowed with his face to the earth and paid homage. And David said to Saul, why do you listen to the words of men who say, behold, David seeks you harm? Behold, this day your eyes have seen how the Lord gave you today into my hand in the cave, and some told me to kill you, but I spared you. I said I will not put out my hand against my Lord, for he is the Lord's anointed. Mm. See, my father, see the corner of your robe in my hand. For by the fact that I cut off the corner of your robe and did not kill you, you may know and see that there is no wrong or, or treason in my hands. I have not sinned against you, though you hunt my life to take it. May the Lord judge between me and you. May the Lord avenge me against you, but my hand, Shall never be against you. Now, wow. I think the most powerful thing is in this story is the fact that David knew what was right. Many times we all know what right is. Uh -huh. But he was willing and determined to do what was right. But even more deeply, as you look at the story and consider, Saul had 3,000 men outside that cave. Mm -hmm. And they were outside that cave looking for David and these men. And literally, he was putting at risk his life and possibly the life of, of those that followed him as being traitors, especially since he his, is exposing that they had even suggested to him that he kill Saul. But he put these men, he put himself, he put all of it on the line to do what he knew God would be pleased with. He, to, 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 to even come out of that cave knowing that there's no going back. There's, there's no way out. There, there's, 
you know, you're walking into Saul's hands. Mm-hmm. But to do what was right, it was a hard decision, David. It was a very hard decision. This was not easy to do. No, I mean, if if you if you take it a step back, I mean, here it is. You have um, David running around for his life. Uh, he hides in a cave. You know, Paul is uh, Paul. Uh, Saul is out there um, searching for him, bringing out the best because it was selected three thousand men. Mm-hmm. So he wanted to make sure that, special forces. <laughs> yeah. That the you know that the job was going to get done and get done right, mm-hmm. and and so that's one thing that we have to keep in mind sometimes how how the enemy thinks. Yes, um, and then Dave's put in a position where he sees uh, Saul, and and I I say to myself, if I was in that position, what would I have done? Yes. Because a lot of times things are presented before us. We have to make a decision. And and decision what um what may seem right may not be the right thing to do. Cause he was destined and had been anointed to be the next king. And he could have easily justified it. Yes. In his own mind. Yeah, and, and probably could have convinced a lot of others that yeah. hey, you know, y'all know this guy's half crazy. I, you know, I was playing the, the harp to cool the demons off of him. He needed to go. And, and one thing that I've learned that, you know, when when God elevates you, uh, you have to do it his way. Yes. Because if you take it upon your own steps to do it, you're going to, first of all, you're going to deceive yourself in thinking what you're doing is right. And then you're going to cause deception amongst the people around you to have them yes. thinking what you did is right. Yes. And then when it all falls, because now you're on your own strength, your own merit. This is not anointed of God. This wasn't ordained of God. Yes. So, so you know, for the listeners out there, some, some things in your life, if you're wondering why you're going through what you're going through, it's because oftentimes we chose to make the decision that seemed right at the time mm-hmm. because we didn't want to make that hard call. The only right way to do God's will is to do it God's way. Yeah. And it's, it's not always going to be easy. And, you know, when we uh, even even, you know, uh, the great example, everybody knows the story with Jesus mm-hmm. in the garden. Mm hmm. You know, clearly, he, you know, he understood what was going to happen. He knew. He knew before the foundations of the world. Mm-hmm. God had a conversation with him. He said the lamb is going to be slain. Yes. He told him right then and there. He knew. But yet, even in the flesh, when he came down and humbled himself and came in the flesh, uh, the flesh does not want to suffer. The flesh does not want self-preservation. Is built into our psyche. Yes, and and we'll do every, we'll try to justify every by every means of not doing it. Mm-hmm. But the thing that I loved was when when you were reading it, and it says, and afterward David's heart struck him. Yes, and and I'm reminded in the scripture, uh, and it just shows the prophetic uh, piece of this that the Bible says the heart of a king. Is in, in the God's Lord's hands. hands. 
and, and it is because he had that kind of heart that God had chosen him to be the next king. Amen. It's because Saul didn't have that kind of heart. It's why God had rejected Saul. And Saul is, God had given him the position, but now he's trying to, to stay in power mm-hmm. by his strength and by his might. But he was vulnerable. Because when you, you try to, to to hold on to even what God gives you with, with your own power, mm-hmm. you've you lost the power to hold on to it. It's a hard decision to do the right thing and to also do it the right way and even sometimes more to do it in at the, the right time. It, it's difficult. David wasn't making, I can just imagine when David got up to walk out that cave to say, they said to him, so what, what is this fool doing? He's going to get all of us. If he didn't want to kill him, you know, and told us not to kill him, he shouldn't be going out there behind Saul. He's going to get all of us killed. Mm-hmm. But he took a stand, even though it was a hard decision. That literally could have cost him his life. He trusted that God's way mm-hmm. was the best way. And he stood even to, to speak to, to Saul's reason. That, that look, if, if God's going to do it, he's going to do it. I'm not going to do it. And why are you listening to people telling you to do things in a way that you know? God is not leading you to do. But but the power that he had in correcting Saul came from the power that he used to humble and discipline himself uh. to do what was right regardless, to make the hard decision. And David, we give away our power too often in life. Yeah. Because we, we you know, the the... The tough decisions, the hard decisions, the the strain it's going to put on ourselves, sometimes on our families, our marriages. Oh yeah, you know our time. You know the making those hard decisions. It's tough, but my Christian brother, my Christian sister, if you don't make the right decision, even though it's the hard decision. Then who's going to? Mm-hmm. Each and every one of us are put in predicaments, maybe not to the extreme that David was in this particular past, but each and every one of us are put in predicaments where we're faced sometimes on a daily basis with making very, very hard decisions. Yeah, I mean, we, we see that um, in Job's life. Um, when his wife came to him and told him to curse God and die. Yes. You know, here it is somebody you've been married to. I don't know how long they've been married, X amount of years. They got a bunch of children. Grown grown children. Grown children. So at at, at least 18, 20 years minimum. Ah, 30. Probably more. So, you know, and yet he had the courage to take that stand and let her know that she spoke like a foolish woman. Because she was speaking against God's way and God's will. 
and to yet yeah, that he was still going to trust in God. Yes. He he chose his decision was to choose God. And that's and and listen, that's that's how you calibrate your compass. That's how you set your therm your, your excuse me, your thermostat. It's God's way, it's God's will. Jesus died to do God's will. Mm-hmm. And we're we're going to be put in a position, David, and many, and especially with this culture that fights against the way and will of God. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to die to self in order to stand for God. Mm-hmm. You just like he had to put himself at risk and 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 uh, get self preservation out the way for a moment to to do what what he knew was uh, going to please God. That's that's our plight. And it's becoming more and more challenging each and every day. The challenge is Christ died for you, but will you die to yourself for him? Yeah. I mean, it's it's such a crazy, you know, I had the uh, teens this morning mm-hmm. and uh, for Sunday school, we were talking about um, Job and, uh, and then we got into the point of, uh, and I commended them, I said, you know, what you're doing here is beautiful. It's great being involved in church ministry, coming to Sunday school, learning. I said, but you know, I'm definitely extra prayer for you guys because there are challenges and decisions that you're going through now that even I didn't go through. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have to worry about certain things when I was coming up, like they have to worry about today, th- different obstacles that they're facing today in such an open environment. And, you know, so I commended them, you know, to, you know, to keep their focus on, on Christ, uh, that they're going to make some tough decisions. The good part for them, sin is pervasive, and, but the word of God is more available than ever before. Amen. So Amen. so God is balancing that thing. You, you just got to make the choice. Yeah. And, and you know, here's a, here's a very flat sh- statement. Everything you do in life, you have to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And... Some will be obvious, but there's some that's going to be very difficult. Yes. But here's the key that we can't miss. Whether if it's obvious or difficult, the Bible lets us know to acknowledge him in all All our our ways. ways and let him direct our path. And that's where we fall short constantly Mm -hmm. because we've convinced ourselves because of past experience, um, and I, I did that with quotes, so you can't you can't see that. But I'm doing it with quotes, past experiences. Uh, that it's that we know what we're doing mm-hmm. when God may have something totally different in mind. Because not you know we may think we know the way, mm-hmm. but God's ways are higher than our ways. Well, our limited perception sometimes we misjudge the situation. And we think that you know two two instances are identical when they may be so so far apart. You know, it's like east from the west, but God knows that. Yeah, that's that's why God never healed anybody the same way, because He didn't want us to get caught up in a in a formula. He wanted us to get caught up in Him and seeking Him. You know, so one guy 
he'd spit on, the next guy he lay hand on, the next guy he would speak to. Yeah. So it was always different because he did not want us to get uh, caught up into, oh, this is the way you got to do it. This is it right here. The way you got to do it is trust and follow him. That's it. That That's the only formula he wants you to understand. Not by power, not by might, but by my spirit. spirit. Yes, says, says the Lord. Lord. Amen. Uh, and this is where we, you know, we find ourselves today. So we have to, you know, constantly stay prayerful, constantly acknowledge him. That's why, you know, we, we say this in most messages, it's important for us to study and know the word of God. Yes. So we know the will of God. And, and here's the thing. It, that still small voice, the Holy Spirit will use the, the scripture and, and, and bring it back to your remembrance to help you stay on a steady and right course. Because on your job, Amen. You, you're going to get challenged Amen. to compromise. You're going to get challenged to, to, to agree with that which is not right and to do that which is not holy. Yes. You're going to get challenged. Yes. The, the, your, your, your family is hearing, and especially as a man, you know, uh, you know this is true of, of no, no matter age or, or, or uh, uh, gender, ethnicity, this is a true period of every Christian, but, but especially me. Listen. You're going to get challenged, but you have to meet the challenge knowing that you are making your decision based on something solid. On Christ, the solid rock, we must stand. Why? Because all other ground is sinking sand. Standing on his word, something that's... that's, uh, not going uh, to the left on this instance, to the right on it. No, something that's stable. The way we think about things can change. The way we feel about things can change. Yes. But but the uncompromising, stable thing that we all have as children of God is his word. Amen. And Amen. his spirit will lead us back to it and, and, and lead us in how to, to use it. So, listen. Being a Christian is not a Sunday activity. It is a daily lifestyle. You know, watch this. I only need so much gas to drive to church. Uh-huh. I don't stay that far, and I can fill up the tank, and I can get to church uh, for a long time without ever going back to the gas station. Uh-huh. But but now that things have opened up and I got to go to this office and that office and go to this and, and go to that, you know, I'm back to rolling through tanks a week. So, uh, you know, to make it through life's challenges, to make it through life's schedule every day, I need to keep gassing up. That's that's. That's a, a, a spiritual formula that works as well. You've got to keep filling yourself up with the word and reminding yourself of what is right and what is true. Because if, if you get uh, a little weak in the way, if, you, if you're a little low on the pedro and, and the enemy pushes you farther than you thought you were going to have to go, you, you can run out. Uh-huh. And, and be at his mercy. Or you can you can stay strong. 
so that through every test, every trial, every tribulation, you can stand and withstand. I think of Joseph. He had been sold as a slave by his brothers. Uh-huh. Hard thing. But by God's grace and his blessings, he was chosen by Potiphar to look over his house. And God so blessed him uh-huh. that, that he was very prosperous and, 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 and received great grace and favor, even from, from Potiphar. And, and Potiphar put him over everything that he had. Yep. But the devil came to upset that. He, he had something that would have given him personal pleasure, sleeping with part of his wife. Uh-huh. And she was not just willing, but she was advocating for the chance for, for them to, to get together. Yep. But he said, I'm not doing this. This is not, I'm, God has has a standard that I'm going to live by because it's the same God that I didn't die in, as a slave. It's the same God that I'm blessed here in this place. I won't do it. Yeah, you know, one thing to keep in mind is you, you don't have to worry about going out looking for sin. Oh, no. It, it'll find you Ooh, fast. QF and H. You know, real real fast, and 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 that's, that's the danger part. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's where we have to be very conscious and aware and and prayerful uh, so that we can see. Uh, we stated, I think, last week, uh, the Bible lets us know that we're not ignorant to the devil's devices. We shouldn't be. We shouldn't be. Yeah. We don't have to be. Right. But that's, that's back that's to a, n- making a decision. <laughs> making a decision to not be. Yeah. Yeah. To be empowered. Uh, to to use the, the the spiritual warfare tools that we've given, and to be good at using them. You know, I'm glad you said that, Pastor, because I think people don't realize that they have power to choose. Yes, they think they have to opt in for what's presented to them. David didn't. Joseph didn't. You know, another one that, that mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier that I think is a powerful example is Onesimus. Mm-hmm. Here's a guy that was in slavery being horribly treated, and he escapes this bondage. Mm-hmm. But, but he ends up in Rome and, and meets Paul and discovered that he was still in bondage in an even greater way spiritually. And Paul, sharing the gospel, helped him to see, you want to be more free from the spiritual bondage than than even from the natural bondage that you were in. And he accepted Jesus Christ and firmly sought God and began to grow under Paul's tutelage. Uh Uh-huh. But the hard decision came. Yes. Because the right thing for him was to go back Uh. to his master. And the tough thing for Paul was to not just just let him go because he was being a help to Paul. Uh Not just to let him go, but to encourage him to go. But Paul, in his wisdom, 
penned a letter uh-huh. to help uh, Philemon to understand the hard decision that he had to make because the the the, the common rule was when you find the the escapee, like, yeah, you kill him. You you kill that that seed of 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 independence that other slaves might get uh, from his success and want to try the same thing. So you make him that example. You take his life. But Paul said to to make the hard decision to do what is right, you're going to have to go back. Can't keep you here. Can't let you do what was what, what is wrong. You, you, you got to go. But Paul took the time to pen a letter that we have the pleasure of having in Scripture today. Uh-huh. And he sent this letter to help Philemon to understand the hard decision that he had to make to go against culture, to go against you know law, to go against tradition, but to see this man in his new state, it's not just a, a returning slave, but the return of a, a new brother in Christ. Amen, amen. But the powerful thing about that story is this. You know how Paul's letter got back to Philemon? Onesimus took it to him. He literally walked into a death sentence depending on nothing but the faith of of this man. In Jesus Christ, uh-huh. and the and the maturity that he might have to listen to Paul to read this letter, and not take his life, but to consider him more than a slave, a brother, and his faith was not without confirmation. Amen. Amen. He he not only was accepted, but later was freed to return and to continue to do ministry. But he had to make the hard decision. Paul had to make the hard decision. Philemon had to make the hard decision. But we glorify God today because we know. What they were not just willing to do, but what they did. And God is asking us today to be his representative, to, to, to be uh, those that will stand and withstand for his glory, but also to be that witness to the world. People need to know what right is, what it looks like. Amen. Amen. And he's calling us to be God's right representative. Statues of faith. Standing for God. Making hard decisions. You you know, Pastor, um, oftentimes making the hard decision is going to put you on the spotlight. Mm hmm. And and that's and and I think, you know, looking back now. I believe a lot of those situations is done on purpose by God. Yes. So that he can showcase who he is to yes. the other people. Yes. 
And, uh, you know, we see that evident with the three Hebrew boys. Yes. We see it with Daniel. Yes. Um, you know, and I was thinking about as you were talking, um, when Peter and John went and preached mm -hmm. and they healed. And then uh, they went before the board and then the board whipped them and beat them and said, don't ever preach in the name of Jesus again. Now they had to make a decision. Do I? Do I well, they, not they, hold they, back or do I continue? And they told him, look, who do you think we ought to obey? We're just literally saying, you'll have to do this again. Yeah. And to make a statement like that, knowing mm -hmm. what's about to happen. Yes. Because a lot of time people don't do things because of fear of the unknown. Yes. But when you know your life is you've seen jesus down on the cross yes and 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 you see that um uh you got already beaten once what's mm -hmm. the next step you know uh to continue to make that decision yes it will give you the strength and the courage to even depend more on god listen if you're going to make the hard decisions you got to trust him he's the only Sure thing you have mm -hmm. in standing and withstanding against all that will come against you. You, 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 you do it because you trust him. And you depend on what the results are going to be based on your trust in it. You, but you got to be willing, going back to those three Hebrew boys. Because mm -hmm. they told him, listen, if you don't bow, you're going in this fire. And do you actually think... That your God is going to save you. He's going to keep you from destruction. Very quickly. Sure he is. But even if he doesn't. We're still willing to make the hard decisions. Amen. And to do the right thing. And they stood on that. And they went in that fire. And God kept them. And they came out not even smelling like smoke. What about you, my brother? What about you, my sister? Uh -huh. Are you willing to face the fire? Are you are you willing to, to face the, the risk? Because see, yeah, sad part is, David, sometimes our, our risk is just listen to haters. Sometimes our risk is just listen to, you know, some some criticism, some some ridicule, uh -huh. right? And you'll get it when you make the hard decision. You'll get it from everywhere. You, you'll get it from uh, the church member. You'll get it from the co-worker. You'll definitely get it from the, the, the extended family member. You may even get it from uh, the, the, the family member. Oh, yeah. But when you do what's right, because it's right, there's a peace that you have. Even in the struggle. And when you trust in God, you will prevail. You know, one thing I, I do want to share, and I want to get this out because I know we kind of hit this piece. But I, I want to bring just to people's remembrance uh, what happens when we don't make the, the hard decision. Mm -hmm. And a perfect example is Abraham. Yes. When he went over to Egypt and he chose to tell a half-truth about his wife yeah uh his decision to do that almost cost lives yes 
at stake because he was not willing to stand. And then not only that, what made it worse was because of what, how he behaved. Guess what? His children did the same thing. Same thing. We, we, we too often, by example, set others up for, and the enemy is more than happy to, to, to take advantage of it. You're right. Are not making the hard decisions, the the somewhat so-called easy choices. Hard things happen on the back end uh-huh. when we don't do what is right. Somebody's gonna pay. Don't have to, but that's what happens. Got to take a stand. Got to do what's right, even if it's hard to do. Yes. God is calling us today to be the light in the darkness, to be the, the, the city set on the hill, to be that seasoning salt that, that changes the flavor, the taste of what's going on in this culture today. Amen. But can he count on you? Will you say yes, not just with your mouth, but with your life? By choosing to do what's right because it's right and because you know God is right and it pleases him to make the hard decision. Be encouraged. Uh-huh. Do it. Make the hard decisions. Amen. We thank you, Lord, for this opportunity uh, that you have given us to present to the people. And for those that are listening, maybe you're at a a point right now where you're in the process of trying to make a hard decision. And this message is for you. If you know the decision is between life and death, you have to choose life. And when I see life, life in Christ... Because anything outside of that is death. The Bible lets us know that there is a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof is death. So let's make that decision according to his will. Seek God first. If any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God, who giveth liberally. liberally. And he will allow you to he will show you what you need to know, what you need to do, and seek godly counsel amongst godly people. Because making a decision sometimes is very tough. But if you do it based on the word of God, you know you have his encouragement. You know that he'll never leave you nor forsake you. You know that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You know that you are more than a conqueror. And that all things work together for his good. So don't look for the expected outcome, but look to Jesus, who's the author and the finisher of your faith. Yes. Pastor, can you close us out in prayer, sir? Dear God, by your mighty heavenly holy power, give your people strength. Give us courage. Lord, show us and then empower us. 
don't let us waver and wander. Guide us in the right way. And even if it's tough to do, help us, Lord, to go through. Oh, God, for our good and for your glory, help us all to make the right and hard decisions. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. May God keep you. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to the Morning Word Podcast. We pray that you were blessed with what you heard today. You were able to get some insight on how to live a better life closer to God. If you wish to continue to listen to this word, please subscribe to our podcast on the following platforms. Apple's Podcasts, Google Casts, Pocket Casts, and Spotify. If you wish to view us live during our services, just simply go to newpministries.org. That is newpministries.org, where you'll be able to stream live services on a weekly basis. And with that being said, we pray that you continue to reach, teach, and love somebody new. Have a blessed week.